0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Good morning. We are going to talk about teeth. Teeth in one day. And anything else having to do with your oral health, Dr. Bobby Birdie is in studio, as is Dr. Ron Zockel, regular guests on Vancouver Consumer. Gentlemen, welcome.
1: How you doing? Good, Good. morning, Ian.
0: Nice to have you here. Uh, it's been uh, a summer since we've seen, well, it was over the summer, we haven't had a, a much of a chance to, to talk and get caught up. Uh, we want to talk a lot about dental health, obviously, implants, teeth in one day, all of those things aside, the most pressing topic right now is flossing, and the reason that's so popular is because, as you both know, uh, I guess it was uh, early August. A reporter for AP in the states went into his uh, he went into the orthodontist to take his son in for a uh, routine appointment, and the orthodontist and this guy, this reporter, were buddies anyway, and he pulled them aside and said, Do "You want a real story?" And the story is that there's no evidence to suggest that flossing is actually beneficial to your health or your oral health or the cleaning of your teeth. And just to fill in the background a little bit, this came from the U.S. Food something, something, similar to what we have here as the Canada Food Guide. So in the States, whatever they call their program, they had flossing in that program but have now since withdrawn it because they don't, quote, have the science to back it up. So I present to you the dilemma. Those of us who stare in the mirror in the evening or in the morning or whenever it is we pull out that long piece of string, are we just simply wasting our time?
1: <laughs> uh, you know, it's a, it's a great question, Ian. Uh, as a periodontist, um, we get a lot of questions like this about oral hygiene and what should we, we use when we're cleaning our teeth and, and are we doing anything? Is it beneficial or not? the the flossing thing is something that's quite um, quite fun. Uh, it's also quite interesting because you know it kind of what brings to light a lot of things that people worry about or, or want to discuss. Um, the study that that the the orthodontist that is in question was quoting is one from the Journal of Clinical Periodontology, and it's it's one of those review articles. It's one of those articles where they look at like about you know 400 or 500 articles, and in the end they ended up picking something like five out of those, and then basing their their results on those five. And it wasn't about whether flossing was good or not, or whether or not it was effective or not. It was more about what is the most, or the best interdental way to clean your teeth. And they looked at brushing, brushing with flossing, um, looked at using, you know, oral irrigation, different types of little brushes and all that. And what they found was that in removing plaque, that if you brushed, and if you brushed and flossed, you're not removing as much, you're not removing a significant amount of plaque that you can measure, the biggest problem with the study is that when they measure plaque and they look at stuff, they look at stuff above your gums, mm-hmm. okay? So when they're checking stuff, they're not measuring subgingival or underneath the gum plaque. They're looking at stuff that's above your gums. So if you are looking at stuff above your gums, well, yeah, you know, if you're brushing it a lot away, you're going to maybe get some more out when you're flossing. But the biggest benefit from flossing is getting underneath the gum, getting mm-hmm. underneath the gum, getting underneath the crevice, into the crevices of the tissue, cleaning things from underneath that area, and you can't measure that. That wasn't measured in those articles. And on top of that, um, you know, the the patients that are that are the people that are going to be flossing and, and and brushing, you know, we tell all of our patients to continue to do it. Uh, it also allows for people to you know clean between their teeth. Most of the cavities people get are not on the tops of teeth or on the front of teeth. They're actually between teeth. Right. And the reason being is because people are not able to. A lot of people, just the way their teeth are and the way they're positioned, are not able to. To clean those teeth well or, 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 or floss them well or get the the gunk out from underneath them or around them so we still recommend everyone to floss now are there other agents you could use you could use oral irrigation or a brush yeah absolutely we, we strongly recommend uh, other little brushes and then we strongly recommend oral irrigation like whether it be a water pick or other types of irrigation because the research really indicates that they work as good as flossing at times and and they're a great adjunct
0: and they can get right in underneath the gum it's yeah clean, clean up so how does it work? That tartar that builds up in between the teeth or on top of the teeth, is that the problem with, with cavities? Is that where it starts?
1: A lot, a lot of the, the, when it comes to having stuff underneath the gum tissue, that's what starts a lot of the periodontal disease, um, a lot of the, the gum disease issues. Uh, cavities can be underneath the gum at times, but a lot of times cavities are, are mostly, most of the time
0: between teeth. So this is more a question about your, your gums. Absolutely. So flossing is beneficial to your gums, as well as cleaning between your teeth.
1: Absolutely. And the flossing under for the gum portion is such a huge benefit, such a huge benefit. Ron, do you have something else to say? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Man, I can't top that. I, that's as good an explanation of this subject as I've ever heard. I'm pretty impressed yeah.
0: considering he walked in here just, uh, uh, you know, traffic issues and what have you, at the very last moment, sat down and, and gave a, a, an expert opinion like that, uh, what do we say to people, or what do you say? I, I guess it doesn't really matter what I say, but what, what do you say? You continue to advocate for flossing.
1: We do. You know, it, it, I think the biggest thing when it comes to cleaning your teeth are if people understand why we say what we say, if they all oh, the dentist just tells me to clean my teeth and tells me to brush my teeth. Well, if you actually discuss it with them and say, tell you why, like one of the reasons why we tell you to brush at night is because all the cavities, all the stuff that happens, happens when you're sleeping. It doesn't happen to the day when you're eating and talking and brushing and, and, and flossing or, or, or rinsing with, with food and drink. It's at nighttime when your mouth is open, you're snoring, your mouth is dry, and that's when the bacteria get to things. So brushing, if you're going to brush once a day, you'd brush at night. But no one's going to do that because you're going to have horrible breath in the morning. <laughs> so so that's why we say brush your teeth twice a day. Um, why do we say floss? Because once again, if we have you floss once a day, it's going to floss at nighttime. Right. We try to do it before you brush because that way you're kind of brushing some more of that stuff away. But once again, the reason why is because during the nighttime when you're asleep is when things actually, you know, get attacked and when your mouth gets starts getting attacked by bacteria and bugs and all that. So that's why we do it, you know. In terms of all this stuff, I think the biggest thing that matters is compliance. What is a patient or what is a person actually going to do? So if, if sometimes, whatever, people people come to me all the time, well, I've used little floss picks. I use these things that little I have pre-measured pieces that are in little hooks and I use those or I use that and I, I never... I never say use this. I'm not, a, a, not a, a big Nazi about it. I just say, listen, you decide what you're going to do as long as you use it. Sure. You know, compliance, I want you to have be able to use it. That's why a water pick or, or oral irrigation seems to be such a great thing in our office is because people actually use it. It's refreshing. It feels like they're getting stuff out from underwear, everything, and it feels
0: good. How often should you say at night is the best time to floss? If you were to, should you do it more than once?
1: Um, I would say that you could it's not going to harm you I'd rather you brush only twice a day if you brush more than twice a day sometimes just the the friction can cause things like like recession and, and irritation right but flossing flossing more than once a day is not going to hurt fine. you as long as you're not aggressive you know that's the biggest thing well, I want to ask
0: be- you about that because uh, and and let me be devil's advocate for a moment and, and from a real layman's perspective can you when you're flossing can you not um, compound uh, junk or whatever's in between there by by pressing up, if you don't get it out, what I'm saying, the debris <laughs> that's not supposed to be there, can you actually imp- uh, compact it?
1: Uh, most of the, the 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 plaque that's in there is a soft material. It's really difficult to do that. Most of the time you're just breaking it up and then your saliva and, and the stuff that's in the, the liquid that's in the, underneath the gum and you're brushing and drinking will kind of rinse and wash the rest away. the way or oral irrigation will really help with that. When things get hard and they become actual tartar, a lot of times you're not breaking tartar with floss. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, at that point you have got to go see a hygienist or see your dentist and and have them help you out with that cleaning. With the Be- heavy guns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With something to break up the hard calcified stuff. But on a day-to-day basis, the the flossing of the of the plaque is really going to help.
0: No, does it? Would anybody get tartar or plaque or any of these things that could lead to problems? Is that is that standard? Or if you're brushing and flossing every day. Would you, is that almost a guarantee of being free of that?
1: I would say that you give yourself the very best chance. I, I would say that some people, no matter who they are, it's like genetics. Some people get, you know, plaques in their in their arteries more than others, even though they eat well and they sure. work out and yeah. everything else. So I think it's it has to do with some of its genetics. Some people, um, you know, just build up more plaque or, or more calculus than others. But in general, I think that if you're doing your best, uh, you're giving yourself the very best chance
0: you said something to me that I thought was interesting you said this to me back in August when I first asked you about this and you said that one of the things that is missing in all the science of this is that the dental floss industry is not a huge multi-billion dollar industry therefore not a lot of money goes into research therefore there's not a lot of science on paper you have all of these anecdotal uh, things that you can look at you see it in practice you know that it works. But is that basically what you're trying to say?
1: It's like that in dental research, a lot of dental research like that, because you know, a research, when like it or not, it, it, a lot of it's funded by companies that are trying to prove that their product or or their methodology or their methods are, are better than another or, or superior to another. And because of that, um, that's how it's funded. So pharmaceutical industry is no different. You know, sometimes a drug that they don't think it's gonna make the the, the company money doesn't necessarily get that funding for, for research. Um, flossing would be no different. You know what I mean? There's generic kinds. There's every kind underneath the, the sun um, to go and do more and more research on that. It's not a big money maker, And so, therefore, it's not going to get a tremendous amount of funding sure. to do it.
0: Last thing, and then we'll move on, I promise. Uh, and, and I think uh, the point should be made that if you're flossing and you're seeing blood, there's a good chance there may be a, an issue.
1: Um, I think when you floss, if you first start flossing, uh, at first there will be blood. Okay the reason being is because your tissues are inflamed and and things are first starting but if you continue on that road and you continue to floss well and you are you know good about the routine it'll become less and less and less to a point where yeah it doesn't we can always tell that when we when we come and people come in and we check their gums people that are flossing you can touch their gums and their gums don't hurt there's no there's no bleeding or very little whereas the ones that you can tell they're not flossing every single time you touch the tissue between the
0: teeth it bleeds and and are they honest when you say, have you been flossing?
1: Uh, yes. Most of the time, they after you've touched their gums, they're, they're quite honest. They're like, yeah, he knows already, yeah, he man. Knows. So, <laughs> it's a <it's> done deal. <laughs> that's a done deal. I can't lie. It doesn't matter how much I cleaned and froth floss before I came in today.
0: Yeah, it's I, not happening. And isn't that true? Everybody who comes to see you has at least brushed that morning. Uh,
1: most times they go after it that day. Yeah, you can tell the trauma. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, if you have teeth in your mouth, or even if you don't have teeth in your mouth, you'll want to stay with us. We're going to talk about teeth in one day, and we'll talk about uh, your gums, your teeth. uh, We'll talk about dental implants, uh, anything that is going on in your mouth, anything having to do with your oral health. Dr. Bobby Birdie and Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center on Broadway in Vancouver and in Coquitlam by Coquitlam Center are in studio to take your call 604-280-9898 or Star 9898 if you're mobile. This is Vancouver Consumer on News Talk 980 CKNW. W- Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. Dr. Bobby Bernie and Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centre. In studio, we're talking about your dental health today, and we invited your call at 604-280-9898 or Star 9898. Martin has joined us. Good morning.
2: Hi, good morning. I'm Martin here. Go right ahead. Uh, Dr. Zokel, I was trying to get a hold of you, I guess, about half a year ago, but uh, I, I three years ago, I had a partial put in, and I only have five teeth in the upper, and uh, when they put the partial in, it hit my top palate, and I gagged mostly, and I couldn't wear them. I wore them twice and never wore them again, and right now, I'm at the stage where I'm going in for dentures, and I'm on disability, so I can't afford implants, so I'm going in for dentures, but... I, I I tried that. I talked with a list. Is there any way to work around that? Well, there are a number of ways. I think partially is the design of your teeth, the tooth position, because how you make your sounds is dependent on your. Palate, your tongue, your front teeth, and such. What, what, what? You're going to find that as you put a denture in place, if it's thicker than the partial, they only really have been wearing a partial denture, so it doesn't matter. But you're going to have a palate that's going to have changed its shape by virtue of this character of the denture. So part of it is learning how to adjust how you make your sounds, but part of it is also making that easier by have the tooth position uh, corrected as best possible. Uh, Doctor Birdie, you may have something to add.
1: Uh, you know, I think that Doctor Zokel's is absolutely right. You know, when you when you the, the sounds you make with your denture have to do with the shape and size of the acrylic that's there, and the position of the front teeth, and and then some of it becomes a learned movement. And you know, I think after a few months, a lot of people do adapt. But if there's still an issue, then adjustments are needed most times.
0: Thank you, Martin. Appreciate that. Uh, both you, uh, doctors at BC Perio Dental Health, uh, accept CKNW listeners for a complimentary consultation. Absolutely. And, and why is that? And I'm, uh, the reason I ask is because you're both in a very uh, top-level clinic. Uh, you, you don't really need the business per se. Uh, I know, of course, you always welcome patients, but why, why do you want to give uh, an hour of your time to see somebody? Because it's a pretty comprehensive exam on that first visit.
1: Mm-hmm. I think the, the biggest reason why is we, we want to become still available and also be be uh, you know attainable or achievable or, or reachable. You know, we want to make sure that no matter who's coming in to see us, we're able to see them and whether it's something that we can deal with on our own, that's something that's great that we can handle and help somebody. But we also are able to, you know, refer them on to some of our colleagues that may be able to better look after their their needs.
2: Yes. And I think there's also that factor then when people take, uh, you know, they, they're aware of their condition and they speculate as to what it's going to cost. And they think, oh, gosh, it's going to be too much money. and I can't afford the $180, $200 it's going to take to do the exam. Our philosophy is that if we can see what's going on and we can help you better understand where you're at, we might be able to offer solutions that you can't conceive of that might be within your budget and, and might in many cases be very low costing.
0: So- If I'm hearing this correctly, one should not be deterred because they think it's going to cost a certain amount. It doesn't cost anything to find out what that actual cost might be, and that cost might be lower, it might be higher, and there may be options that you can pursue.
2: I think that's the key. There, are there, Many times there are options, and some are better than some are, are not as good, but they are definitely options, and the opportunity to understand your condition and the situation you're in, and those options becomes empowering. You know, at least you can decide what's most effective for you given your circumstances.
0: I think that's a very good answer. I think knowledge is, is very empowering, and if you know what you're facing and what you're dealing with and what your options are, Uh, you can rest a little bit easier knowing that you, A, have an option. Uh, Generally speaking, uh, as you say, there, there are some that are perhaps perfect, some that are not as good, but there's always something that can be done either to relieve or to improve. That's correct. Let me give the phone number to the office just uh, while we're talking about this. So if anybody who's listening right now wants to come into uh, the BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center, you're certainly welcome to talk to Dr. Zolkal or Dr. Bobby Birdie or any of the other doctors in office, 604-872-0222, 604-872-0222. That's for the Vancouver office on Broadway at Willow. And the Coquitlam office by uh, uh, I was going to say Loheed Mall, but of course it's Coquitlam Center <laughs> wrong wrong municipality, but uh, you're certainly welcome to do that and to find out what the options are. are any of the procedures that you do in your clinic are they covered by third party insurance?
1: You know, a lot of procedures are. Um, I think everyone's insurance company is a little bit different and insurance plans and, and whatnot are different. And, and our front desk is well-equipped and well-versed in looking after that and deciding and helping all of our patients kind of get the most out of what, they, what they're what they able to receive in terms of coverage.
0: One of the things, Dr. Zoka, that you have done, and I think very well, is you've talked about the value of of investing in your teeth. And I, and I was hoping that you could do that a little bit, because I like the analogy you you have used many times, and that is the the cost of a car, for example, and how you might go about purchasing something
2: like that versus uh, attending to your oral health. <laughs> well, that's right. A car depreciates very quickly the, the moment you drive it off the lot. Uh, what Your dental health, if you are able to establish a a level of stability health and stability and this starts if people come into their natural teeth in their very early age that is the best asset they have and if they can learn to keep it that way and it doesn't cost very much to get your regular cleanings and take care of it you could have it a lifetime now, the people who start to lose their teeth, you lose one tooth, for example, and you start to say, "That's it's a little expensive to put an implant in. I think I'll put a bridge in or I'll put a partial denture. Or maybe I'll just leave it because that's the least expensive at all. But it's the least expensive today. Right. Tomorrow, it'll be one of the most expensive choices you've ever made in your life because as everything deteriorates around that area, it becomes more and more costly to repair it. And if you don't repair that, then it gets, becomes disastrous. And that's how people end up with only a few teeth in the mouth and a partial denture moving to a full denture. So the investment, what I've always said to patients is this, is that it will never be less expensive for you to get healthy and stable and stay that way for the rest of your life. The longer you wait, the more you put it off, the more expensive it's going to be.
0: Right. What's wrong with a bridge?
1: Uh, I, you know, that's a great question. I get that question every week. The, there's, not, there's nothing wrong with a bridge. A bridge, you know, if it's if it's done well, maintained well, it's not, there's anything wrong with the bridge. The problem with a bridge is that uh, you do have to shave down sometimes natural teeth that are totally fine to now cement a one-piece, you know, prosthetic piece that connects two teeth together to replace three, the one that's missing in the middle. Now, a three-unit bridge is what we call verse, three teeth involved. That compared to an implant, you know, if they're maintained well and everything else, a lot of times from a from a similar standpoint, as long as there aren't root, there aren't root canals involved and everything else, they'd work all right. But if you get into something longer than that, if you get into something that's replacing two teeth or four teeth or three teeth or six teeth even, then bridges don't do as well as implants by right. far.
0: We have to break. When we come back, I want to talk to what you have developed at uh, BC Periodeal Dental Health and Implant Center, and that's... Uh, teeth in a day and uh, this is a concept that has been hugely successful for your clinic and i also want to remind uh, our listener that uh, your office is open for a consultation just mention when you call uh, that you were listening to CKNW, 604 872 BC, uh, Perio Dental Health and Implant Center on Broadway in Vancouver and in Coquitlam. We'll be back with Dr. Bobby Birdie and Dr. Ron Zockel on Vancouver Consumer from Newstalk 980 CKNW. We're talking to Dr. Bobby Birdie, he is a dual specialist. He's a periodontist and a prosthodontist. Dr. Ron Zockel has been uh, placing implants in people's mouths for some 40 years now. Am
2: I right about that, 40? In dentistry, a little over 40 years, and placing implants about 33, 34 years. I rounded
0: it off. Yeah, (laughs) But you're truly a pioneer because you were, uh, if not the very first, one of the very first general dentists to uh, make your practice, turn your practice into an exclusive practice of uh, implantology. That's correct. And corrective or uh, reconstructive surgery. That's right. And uh, so you have a lot of experience in this field. Uh, Dr. Birdie, of course, is a, uh, a dual specialist, as I say, both in Canada and the United States, which is a feat that I haven't heard of anybody else that has that much accreditation.
1: Uh, or that much schooling. It's a lot of schooling, man. I, it, not, not everyone's willing to, to take the brunt of it. <laughs> so it, it, it's enjoyable to have gone through it anyways. And so I'm glad it's behind me.
0: Both of you take a lot of pride in the work that you do. I know that. And I know that you really care about the results because when people walk out of your clinic, they walk out generally with a much better smile than they came in with. And that adds so much to their self-esteem to their confidence, to their personality, and the way they conduct themselves in their lives. You know that you are affecting lives, and, and you take that very, very seriously. You have a program that you started at BC Aperio uh, and, and that is Teeth in One Day. And I was hoping that you could explain what that is and, and who can benefit from it.
1: Uh, teeth in One Day is a treatment concept, which is um, kind of an adaptation to, uh, to a lot of things that have been researched over the last two decades, three decades. And what it really involves is is the placement of a dental implant, whether a single one or multiple implants or the placement of uh, implants for someone's entire mouth or in one arch, let's say, and we're able to put those implants into the bone structure and then actually fix a tooth or a whole set of teeth onto those implants that are fixed, that are screwed into the implants on that same day. So they get teeth in one day. So someone comes in with dentures, let's say, or someone comes in, they're going to be missing some teeth or losing a tooth or all their teeth. We're able to place implants and then give them fixed teeth on those implants on in one day, in one procedure. And uh, it's an amazing procedure. It is something that I think Dr. Zocan and I both enjoy doing by far the most. Uh, in, all, in everything we've done so far and the reason being is because it's instantaneous the change you make in someone's life and especially when you're doing someone's entire mouth or in someone's entire you know, all their smile let's say how they look how they feel you know when someone's been wearing dentures for 30 40 50 years and all of a sudden they've got teeth that don't come out it's it 's a massive change in is their that life. who
0: you 're talking to right now, somebody who wears dentures
1: you know it it, it is we talk, we treat a lot of patients that wear dentures but we treat a lot of patients that are on that road let 's say they 're almost there, um, or some patients that are going to be missing let 's say they, they need you know a bunch of implants in the anterior and they're able to treat those patients, so it just depends on uh, in case anybody that's going to be missing a tooth or, or multiple teeth, we're able to treat them in this type of manner.
0: Dr. Zokol, for somebody listening right now and has never heard of a dental implant or have heard about it, uh, but don't know what it is, can you give us the
2: 101? Well, a dental implant is a titanium structure mainly. It is a structure, it's called a medical device, it is placed within the bone structure and serves to provide this the foundation for teeth, just like your roots will, will serve as a foundation for the tooth, the biting part of the tooth structure itself. So we put in as many of these titanium medical devices called implants, and they form the foundation. So as Dr. Bertie mentioned, if we put in four or five or six implants in an upper jaw, for example, it will support the complete set of teeth on that one arch. Is it a painful operation?
1: You know, the procedure itself is is, uh, is not very painful. The, the, uh, a lot of times the procedure itself, patients you know anesthetize for it. And one of the things that we find in our office tremendously in, in, is that when someone has a fixed set of teeth and there's no movement, in the area, um, when there isn't something pushing on their gum structure and and, and something like that, patients are surprised. They're they're, they're quite. They go, it's it's routine in our office for someone to come back and say, you know, I didn't even use my painkillers or or things weren't very difficult or and and patients are pleasantly surprised, which is a great you know flattering thing for us and also something that we take a lot of pride in.
0: Why do people that wear dentures who come in to your clinic for teeth in one day? Why are, why are denture wearers ideal candidates for this procedure?
1: um I think a lot of time it's because they've been missing teeth for so long and and if we're able to provide something that's going to really benefit them a lot of times denture wearers especially you know we have, you know, people that are wearing lower dentures they're not able to wear them you know a lot of times thirty percent of them don't even wear them at all and and they maybe wear them for an aesthetic reason but never to chew or never to eat with and if we're able to actually you know, provide them a fixed set of teeth. Well, that's a big difference in life: what they can chew, what they can eat, their confidence level, and on a day-to-day basis, how they how they live their life when they order food at the restaurant or or talk to their to their loved ones. Yeah.
0: Could we make the argument that dental implants uh, could, in fact, uh, contribute to a, a betterment in your overall health?
1: Well, there's there's absolutely research that indicates that. Uh, there's research that indicates that, you know, just by placing implants in in the in the jaw and, and having someone have teeth that attach to those implants. Uh, you benefit their quality of life. You benefit how their confidence level, uh, their, how what how the benefit they get from chewing and eating, and how they taste their food, and and the, how confident they feel in their in their everyday life, and also um, the aesthetics of things and how they speak, but even also something as small as kissing somebody. You know, there's a classic article that indicates that. So. Uh, this is definitely feel good dentistry. This is definitely something that we're able to do that really helps someone's quality of life.
2: Yeah, and we haven't even added that main part of teeth, which is to eat food. And there is a, there are science, there's signs showing that there is an immediate three hundred percent increase in your biting force upon wow. placement dental implants when you put the fix your teeth with the implants.
0: So there's not just a physiological advantage. There's also a psychological advantage, which I think is just as important.
1: I uh, sometimes I think it's more important. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> is that right? We, uh, people come in sometimes, and and the, you know the, the, we have we see it every day. The ladies are the gentlemen that come in that they come in looking like they just it's the end of the road, and then we give them fixed teeth, and then we see them back for their follow up after just after the surgical procedure, two weeks after, and their hair's done, their makeup's done, oh, really? they change their clothes, they the, the way they walk, they walk in with like uh, you see gentlemen walking with their chest in the air. They're just the, it, wow. it's, it is a, it is such a pleasure to do this type of treatment. It's so much fun.
0: This may be an odd question, but I am curious. Is missing teeth in general or problems with dentistry in general, is, is one sex have more problems than the other? Do you see more men or more, more women?
1: I don't know. I, you know. I used to think that I, we would see more women than men because they seem to be much more meticulous. And this is definitely a generalization, but um, we, we seemed, they seem to come in and, and be much more meticulous. But, you know, I think that it's a, it's a pretty 50-50 split. We see a lot of gentlemen. We see a lot of women doing this type of procedure. Um, a lot of men are, are, come in because they're fed up and they, they want to eat steak and they want to eat things and right. they want to do things. Are, and, and, and that seems to be their, their motivation.
2: Yeah, and I think part of that uh, demographic depends on the age group. And when you take people in their middle age, the men are often working and doing that. So the, ma- the majority of the men, wh- why we might see a little bit of increase on the women's side coming in, in the areas of 40 to 60 years of age. And I think it's only slight, but there I think that evens out. As soon as everybody retires, everybody has the same on a spare time, everybody mm-hmm. does a little more. And, and now we see it being about even, an even 50-50 split.
0: What's the age range generally of, of people who are in your practice? Do you see people in, in in their 20s or is it mainly people that are over the, say, 40 years of age?
1: You know, it, it, we do see patients that are in their 20s, but we don't see them as often. And the reason being is most of the time they have all their teeth. Uh, and I, I, see, I, as a periodontist, see those patients for things like recession issues or, or if they're getting braces and they need things done for other types of treatment. But in terms of teeth in one day and dental implants, we do see patients that are under the age of 30 just because sometimes they're missing teeth or they've had missing teeth after braces or, or whatever have you. Um, but most of the time, yes, you're right. They're, they're over the age of 35 or 40 just because it, you know they've had their teeth for longer and, and they've lost multiple teeth by then sometimes.
0: Let's define teeth in one day once again to, to be clear. Who is the ideal candidate and 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 who should be seeking this kind of advice? For example, when you invite people for a consultation in your office, who are you who are you inviting who do you want to see and who's the ideal candidate? And and I, I I don't mean just the simple ones, because simple is not what you guys are about. You can do that very routinely, but I know that you take on
2: some of the most complicated cases as well. Yeah. I would say that there are two categories. Number one is the people who have been wearing dentures a quite a period of time and there are some issues that make their life a little bit difficult with the denture itself. The other category are people who are about to lose their teeth because of disease or or, or what have you, and they just don't have many teeth left and they 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 don't want to go to the denture phase, and they want to stay with solid fixed teeth. and And we have, I think, we have a a good split, Uh, Dr. Birdie. We probably have a pretty good split between those two types of individuals.
1: Absolutely. and I think that anybody that's going to be <clears throat> missing a tooth or, or multiple teeth and they want those replaced, I think that we can provide a teeth-in-one-day type of procedure for them as well.
0: BC Perio is on Broadway in Vancouver and in Coquitlam by Coquitlam Centre, 872 uh, and you can ask for your consultation, a visit to BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center, plan for about an hour or so to be in the clinic for your examination. And you'll leave with an exact idea as to what you're facing, what you need, what you don't need, how much it's going to cost, and how long it will take. And you can call 604-872-0222. Dr. Ron Zokol is with us, as is Dr. Bobby Birdie. And we'll come back in a moment. But first, I want to give you an opportunity to join the Vancouver Heritage Foundation for the Mid-Century Modern House Tour, which is coming up on Saturday from 1 till 5. Got a couple of passes to give away. If you're interested in mid-century architecture in Vancouver, which is oh so valuable and sadly fading, You can give us a call at 604-280-9898. And the ninth caller through will uh, set you up with a couple of passes for this coming Saturday in the Vancouver Heritage Foundation's Mid-Century House Tour. We'll be back in a moment on Vancouver Consumer from News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. We're talking about uh, teeth in one day. We're talking about your oral health. We're talking about implants, gum disease. Whatever is going on in your mouth is fair game We're talking with Dr. Bobby Birdie and Dr. Ron Zockel from BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center. Both of you gentlemen have been summoned, and by that I mean not by the law, but by other dentists, other professional organizations. And you travel the entire world speaking because people are seeking the information from your experience and how you can share your experience to improve what they do in their own practice. I know, Dr. Birdie, you just came back from San Diego, and I know it's tough to have to go to San Diego, but <laughs> it's not all fun and games, is it?
1: You know, it's a lot of fun. I, uh, it's an absolute flattering thing and uh, something I take a lot of pride in. But um, I was in San Diego for three days speaking at the American Academy of Periodontology, probably the largest periodontal meeting in the world, and, and uh, speaking on just what we do every day, teeth in one day. And teaching other specialists how to do it, um, you know, what's what's what do you have to look at? How do you go about it? How's the surgery work? How's the prosthetics work? How do we get such good results and in routine, in, routinely in our office? And uh, it's quite a flattering thing to be summoned to the American Academy when you're the Canadian guy from Vancouver, which is quite a, quite a feat and quite a fun thing. So it was very enjoyable for me, and and uh, you know, I'm I'm lucky that I just got asked to be at the American Academy of prostodonics or American College of Prostodonics next year as well. So uh, talking about a lot of the same things. So it's it's fun. It's also because our office we're we're always on top of trying to implement some of the n- newest but the most um, you know evidence based or 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 prov- proven technology possible. So I know Dr. Zoko's is really excited about this new technology we have in our office now, and and I'll let him talk about it. It's pretty it's pretty amazing.
2: <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, we're part of the testing team actually it's not as much testing as it's been well tested out. This here what I'm referring to is active surgical navigation. And um, this technology allows us to put implants in with much more precision than a lot of the others without having to go through the sophisticated part of going to a laboratory and getting uh, costly materials and made and so Anyway, we're, we're working on that right now, and that equipment is just being set up. So we're going to be working to see how that can improve dentistry significantly. Uh, for the average dentist throughout the world, it's, it's looking very, very good. Well, how is
0: technology... Well, I was going to say, and I'm, I caught myself, I was going to say, how does it make your job easier? And, and of course your job <laughs> is not, it's not an easy job. But how, the technology obviously, I guess in some cases can make it more difficult because you have to learn the technology and you have to understand precisely how it works. But technology's had, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that technology has had a huge impact on the way you perform the services that you perform.
1: Absolutely, you know, I I think that's something that that myself, um, I take a tremendous amount of pride in is is having a technological advancement or, or really trying to bring in the best technology that I can find that I evaluate into my office, and it, it it doesn't make our job easier per se, but it does make what we do much more precise and much more accurate and much more predictable, and that's really what we what what the ball game about is what we care about. So something like active surgical navigation means that I can see on a screen exactly where the the instrumentation is in someone's anatomy while it's while I'm using it, which is quite amazing. It's real time. I'm saying this is what it looks like in the mouth. This is what I'm actually doing. This is where I am in terms of anatomy, real time, which is really amazing. Um, You know, we've adopted digital impressioning in our office now with you know that's live. 3D color impressioning, which is a video system that allows us to take an impression without having to use goop, and we do it every day now. So, and then those files are stored. You never have to worry about keeping someone's models or or something like right. that. And and it's live color. We can take shade from it. So there's whether it's that or, or implementation of of using people's blood to 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 help with surgery or or whatever it is. We're really trying to adopt as many of the many of these these new technologies that really will help get our patients better more carefree and and more predictable results.
0: You used the word predictable, and you said that a couple of times. And I guess that would be very important in trying to determine what the outcome is. And if that is the case, what is the outcome? Is there a measured success rate for dental implants?
1: Absolutely, there there is. And we want to make sure that we provide something that um, is stable, uh, that, that has enough bone around it, has enough tissue around it, has a very aesthetic and functional tooth. That's the key. And something that will last. And, and I think all of those things are, are something we attain and try to attain every time. But not only that, we want to also try to do that in an expedited manner. We don't want to be having patients waiting two years to get procedures done. If we can get it done in, in our office, we're, we're very efficient about that. And, and it's still all evidence-based. It's all, all based on research, and, and we're conducting some of that research. But it's amazing that, and that we can attain the results we do in such, such a short period of time.
0: That's Dr. Bobby Birdie. We're here with Dr. Bobby Birdie and Dr. Ron Zockel, both from BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center. Their number is 872-0222, 604-872-0222. The tough question for this hour will be this, and perhaps you can give an answer. Maybe you don't want to. But I see a lot of advertising for dental implants. I see a lot of dentists that, that put their wares out there uh, that they can do this and they can do that and my question as a consumer is, is simple how do I know how do I know that doctor I mean I listen to you you make a lot of sense and Dr. Zokol and I know both you guys because we've gotten to know each other over the past few years but how, how do we know where to go for services how, Is it word of mouth is it a recommendation a referral what is it
1: you know, that's a, it's a tough question. What I'll, what I'll say is that there's a lot of that going on. I think a lot of word of mouth does help. I, I think you do the same thing when you talk about medical doctors or, or, or other medical practitioners. I would say that, you know, if you're going to get any procedure done or anything done, you want to look at how much, of the, the, how, much, how much of the procedure that person actually does. Do they do simple and complex ones? Do they do um, a lot of it? And for us, you know, for one of the things that we hang our head on is we teach other dentists how to do this. You know, we're. it's one thing to be able to do this procedure, but when you're flying over the world and lecturing everywhere, trying to teach other people how to do this the way you do because you you know you can get it done in an efficient manner and predictable, I think that, that does set you, set you apart a little bit. But more than anything else, I think as a consumer, you want to make sure that the person that's doing a good job does a lot of the work and, and, and is able to give you predictable results and is able to maintain it and to be able to handle the complications afterwards. Those are the main things, I think.
0: I would argue that uh, somebody like Dr. Zolka, who's been doing uh, implants for 33 years, I believe you said, uh, that would mean that uh, you've got a pretty good track record or you probably <laughs> wouldn't be sitting here right now, I'm guessing.
2: Uh, it's very hard to be successful in this field. Uh, if your track record isn't solid, and I've based my career on referrals, which means that dentists who feel that they're going to advise their patients to uh, undertake some very expensive and, and demanding procedures, it, they got a choice as to who they send it to. So when I get a referral from dentists, uh, I appreciate and value the fact that they appreciate what I do. Right. Do you need a referral to come to BC Perio?
1: No, you don't. No, you don't. We're, we're open to see anyone. We do work with a tremendous number of offices that are our colleagues that we work with because we love working with our colleagues. But if patients want to come in to get information, we're more than happy to help them. And a lot of times that means that we end up referring them on to a different practitioner that does need to treat them because they need different things that we can provide. That being said, a lot of times we're able to take care of their needs in our office.
2: Should
0: I tell my dentist, my general dentist, that I want to go to BC Perio? To, to consider implants or to consider other services that you offer?
1: Um, I think that's something that you're more than welcome as a patient to always ask. You know, well, we have patients that we have dentists that like working with certain practitioners, whether it be an orthodontist or an endodontist and, and that's someone they have a good relationship with and we're able to help send them off. That's a totally fine. But you as a consumer, you as a patient, your patient autonomy is always going to be first and foremost and going to be superior to any other relationship. So as a patient, you're more than welcome to ask for whatever you'd like.
0: I know that uh, BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center is a highly advanced clinic. However, that being said, you do all kinds of dentistry in your office, so you're not limited, If and, and that's a poor choice of words, <laughs> but you're not limited to dental implants.
1: No, uh, we are a full-scope surgical prosthetic office, but we are a periodontal office and a prosthodontic office as well. So um, every day we're treating patients for periodontal disease. We're doing, uh, you know, whether it be tissue grafts or periodontal treatment or laser periodontal treatment. Um, we're providing all those types of treatments all the time. So anything up, you know, we're a periodontist, but it's myself and three other periodontists in the office. I'm also a prosthodontist. So we treat patients for all the prosthetic work they need to have done. That's advanced if they need, do need those services. And yes, we, we, we place implants and we do a lot of implant type restorations. And the biggest thing about our office is we maintain those patients. And, and I think that's a big deal because as a periodontal office, maintenance and long term maintenance is really what matters. I can make anything look great for a year, but we want to make sure it looks good for 20 or 50 years.
0: Well, that's a very good point, and I think that's something that one should consider uh, prior to choosing where they go for those dental services, and that is what is the long-term outcome. And and you can provide evidence of patients that you've treated over a number of years, particularly in your case, Dr. Zolka, you must uh, still occasionally or run into patients that you
2: You you serviced, uh, you placed implants uh, 30 years ago, and they're still smiling. Yes, indeed. And and those people are the people who actually take care of their implants really well. The ones that last for 30-plus years, 40 years, are the people who who do a good job in hygiene and maintaining their dental implants. Is it
0: more difficult to maintain an implant than your natural teeth or a
2: bridge or something like that? I don't think so. As long as the foundation is solid, the good bone support, good quality gum tissue support, then all you need is moderate care. And I'm not talking about something that's way, way outside of normal. I'm talking just a regular routine where you clean around that dental implant. You'll keep that around a long, long, long time.
0: That's where we started. We, talk, we started about cleaning. We, we, we talked about this uh, controversy about flossing and taking care of your teeth. The people that come to BC Perio, are, are these people that have neglected their oral health over a number of years, or are these people that are, are in otherwise pretty good shape?
1: I think uh, we get a lot of both. I yeah. think some people come in and they, they know that they haven't taken care of things for a while and they've got to deal with it. And then some patients that have taken care of things, but they still, you know, despite their best efforts, are, are, are victim to genetics at times.
0: We've got to go. It's been fun. Dr. Bobby Birdie and Dr. Ron Zockel, thank you. Thank you, Ian. BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center and a complimentary consultation at 604-872-0222. Write it down. Stay with us. Shane Foxman, CKNW Weekend coming up. My name is Ian Power. This is Vancouver Consumer on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980.